Hi, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm joined with uh, joined by Michael Kelly, aka Garrod. Um, thanks for taking the time to be on the podcast with me, Mike. Um, how are you today? You all right? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on here. No it's great to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, so, I think where I normally start is kind of at the beginning in terms of your. Uh, musical background and origins and stuff and how you actually got into writing soundtracks for games sure so it wasn't until a good bit later uh i guess i would say i started to really dive into um i guess composing music uh properly but when i was a teenager probably around started probably began at around the age of 14 uh, i got my first acoustic guitar and then a couple years later an electric guitar uh, a lot of my, I guess, the way I started kind of diving into music a little bit were uh, my friends and I at the time were very big grunge and uh, hard rock fans, metal fans. Yeah. Uh, so we would often get together and try to, I guess, uh, create a band. Um, and a lot of us would just, you know, kind of jam out and play to our favorite songs, you know. And, you know, I'll, a lot of what I was doing at the time was reading tablature to some of my favorite rock bands like metallica or you know pantera or alice in chains yeah bands like that you know playing along with the monk guitar um and it wasn't until i i would probably say around 2007 i was probably 19 maybe 20 at the time and this is around the time i first started to i guess learn that you could produce music on your own because at the time uh, up until then, I was always under the impression that to, I guess, properly create and produce music, you had to have a whole team behind you. You had to rent out a studio, have the performers, all that stuff. Um, and I had just moved into an apartment at the time, and the person who lived above me actually produced hip-hop, R&B-style beats for, for local artists and MCs in the area. Yeah. And he showed me you know i was curious and then how he did it and i asked him about it and then he brought me in he showed me that he was doing all this from his computer and i would say that changed everything for me at that point i mean i was really blown away you know at the fact that you know you could produce these songs and just export them at the click of a couple buttons uh straight from a home pc you know without you know you just get a small you know synthesizer or small midi controller hook it up to your pc run a program and you can get to producing so that's when i really started to i guess dive into learning how to write music and compose properly and was that and when you started doing that was that in a view to just doing solo music or just that experimentation or were you always like wanting to go down a soundtrack route uh i i would say at that time uh i hadn't really thought about writing a soundtrack because at the at, at that point it, it was so far removed from me uh, as far as like composing for soundtracks i guess um so i was just kind of experimenting having fun playing around just kind of trying to express myself uh with this new technology i found that allowed me to do so with something i love like music so uh for for a good while it was just me learning how to use the actual program just experimenting with all kind of different sounds and genres and you know just throwing everything at the wall um, and then it wasn't until maybe a couple years after that where I really started to think and sit down and say, 
you know, because I, I believe around this time was when indie games first started to kind of nudge their way into, uh, I guess, mainstream gaming. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of around that time where I started to think, I wonder if I could actually do this. You know, like I love video games. I love music. I love anime. I wonder if I could push myself to maybe one day write a soundtrack. And it just felt it was something that I felt very, very strongly about because um, I've always been so in love with all these things and the idea of being able to combine all of them together uh, was was very uh, um, driving for me to pursue it. So I didn't know how it was going to end, but I just knew I wanted to give it my very best and it was something I love to do. So I started to really focus on learning how to, how to write better, I guess, rather than just experimenting. I tried to focus on creating specific songs, yeah. song structure, and... Uh, yeah, I started uploading songs to YouTube that I had made and got a small following there. And then uh, out of, by chance, I ended up reaching out to Christopher uh, from Sukabon Games at the time before they had even started Valhalla. And uh, he was working on a project before that. And I expressed interest in working with him. And uh, he has actually been familiar with my music before that, before I even reached out to him. Uh, so we started working together at that point, and about a year after that or so, we started working on the Valhalla demo, and I guess the rest is history, as I say. So in terms of in terms of like uh, games you've worked on, was Valhalla the first sort of full game that you you did the soundtrack for? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, crazy how that works. I never would have expected it to have blown up as it did, but yeah, that was the first, you know, official proper soundtrack for for a project that I did. So, with um, when they when that sort of idea of the Valhalla soundtrack came about, what was the sort of pitch to you for the the game, the sort of vibes and aesthetics they wanted from the soundtrack? So, uh, we we were working on. The project before that for a short while and then the game jam one of the game jams happened and chris came to me with the idea of this uh you know cyberpunk bartending simulator and he uh right off the bat i mean he he felt that i would be great for it you know because of the songs i had written up to that point all had yeah. kind of a very futuristic retro cyberpunk feel to it um so we talked a little bit about it and, you know, kind of what he was looking for was the music, you know, I really loved personally that made a big impact on me and that I had been writing uh, or trying to write up until that point. And uh, yeah, we, we were just, this is one of those projects that just worked out perfectly for the both of us. We did, we had a very clear vision on what we wanted it to be. Yeah. I was going to say like the, um, listening to your uh, other things you've released like just your solo work i guess as such it's like does seem to fit in similar sort of vibes as the valhalla soundtrack so it's always like perfect for your like the style of music you were making at that time right yeah um and even before then a lot of the stuff i was writing was like kind of really obscure cyberpunk material and that's stuff probably people probably have not heard because uh I guess at that time I was still training and learning how to compose music properly. So a lot of the songs I wrote up until then I've kind of scrubbed, you know, off of, off of YouTube <laughs> yeah. and everything just because I was, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I wouldn't say embarrassed, but uh, I, I don't think they really reflect kind of where I'm at as a composer now, which is one of those things I kind of think to myself, maybe I should just, I've always thought about maybe just putting out a collection of very old songs I've done just for someone who might be 
where I was years ago, who's trying to learn how to compose and maybe at times feels discouraged and just kind of point and say, Hey, look, you know, if, if I can, if I can, you know, write a soundtrack like Valhalla coming from these older songs I wrote, anybody can, anybody can. So in terms of, um, Valhalla as a game and the soundtrack as well, like were you, were you and Christopher surprised with how much that blew up and it's got like still, still got a massive cult following now and with what was the sort of yeah. expectations for the game when it was, you know, in development? Well, I can't speak for him. I'm sure I, I would say, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I can't speak for him, but thinking of where we were at, where our heads were at when we were actually in the developing game, especially the early demo for the game jam, uh, I don't think we expected it to blow up as big as it did. You know, myself personally, I knew it was going to have a little bit of a following. You know, I knew there was a lot of potential there. It was very unique. Uh, the art style was gorgeous. Um, and I think it was doing something quite different in terms of aesthetic and gameplay and overall approach uh, that would resonate with with people. So I, I I felt excited about it, but even then I didn't think at all it was you know going to blow up like it did. Um, there will be times after you know when it first released, you know it got you know pretty popular. A lot of people were getting it. We were all surprised and. After a year or so, I was like, okay, well, that was a good run. I think that game did a whole lot better than we expected. You know, it'll probably kind of start to slow down. But every time I said that, it feels like it just, the popularity and people who know about it just tends to grow and grow. So it's uh, it's been very amazing at the very least to, to, to see how that, how, that, how that turned out. It's like um, if you look like people are still doing fan art for the game and stuff and it's like still still making new bits bits off of it and it's like it's, it's a game that i personally come back to you know quite often find it quite like a nice light experience you know it's not too heavy especially if you've had a long day and, and they say the whole sort of vibes of a cozy dystopian bar in the future is is like really nice to kind of unwind to i think probably that's sort of the thing a lot of people resonate with it right yeah and uh just seeing the feedback from you know people who enjoyed the game is terrific but also seeing the feedback from people who just say like this game you know changed their life in a positive way or got them through difficult times i mean you know it's it's really really terrific and it's really amazing to to read stuff like that and you know i'm very very glad i had the chance to be a part of that and uh yeah for sure be a part of the experience and bring that to everybody so in terms of um, yourself, obviously the from there the soundtrack has is it like now f- on its third repress with the the five the five record one that's recently been released by Black Screen Records is that the third repress or the second? Uh, well, they've done multiple. They've done. Yeah. I can't even keep track of how many represses <laughs> they've done of the 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 original one with the Kira Mickey vinyl yeah. uh, and everything, and then we decided to do for the fifth anniversary of Valhalla uh, a full vinyl box set and everything and that sold out quicker than I would imagine I figured you know it would do pretty good but it sold out so fast um so we we did one pressing for that and you know we've already expressed interest in doing another pressing so hopefully we can get that out to people as soon as we can and in terms of like that um was that something that Black Screen Records had kind of led on, or how involved were you in like the packaging of that and stuff? And it's one one that I've not picked up, but it looks very pretty and nice from 
the sort of pictures I've seen online. Yeah, I can't stress enough how great Black Screen Records are and Kevin. Um, at the time, you know, when we were looking for a possible vinyl, uh, I guess, release for Valhalla, there were some people who expressed interest, but I don't think they really, you know, I it, it was, I, I didn't feel the deals that they were providing were very uh, alluring. Uh, but Black Screen Records came in and they seemed very excited to work with us on a Valhalla vinyl release and they loved the game. And right off the bat, you know, that makes me want to work with them first. And throughout the whole process, they were extremely collaborative. You know, we talked about design ideas. Uh, they listened to all my ideas and they still do for all the releases that, you know, I've done with them and future releases. I mean, Kevin and the Black Screen Records team are, are fantastic and it's been an absolute pleasure to work with them and i'm so glad we got to do that for the valhalla release for sure i was gonna say it's like i've i've not had much experience talking to them directly but intel there's as a company they're definitely it's a, a passion project that you know they're they're making it because it's what they love and they love games and the soundtracks and every record i own from them is all wonderfully packaged and all really well thought out so yeah definitely seems that they'd be a good company to work with they are yeah <laughs> so in terms of um <laughs> in terms of the uh the soundtrack for valhalla um was right in that because it's almost like let's say when you're playing the games it's the songs on the on the jukebox was that just writing it from the perspective you'd normally write songs or was there any sort of differentiations you had to do for it to fit in the gameplay or anything like that at all so it was pretty interesting. I think I caught a break on that, right? Because for the most part, Valhalla, there were a few, you know, scenarios where I tailored the music music specifically for that. You know, things like, you know, when you load and save the game or when you're at Jill's room or particular story events that pop up in the game. But for 90% of the soundtrack, it was just, I, yeah, I had the great break of just write cool cyberpunk songs that yeah. maybe people will <laughs> enjoy, you know? So... I, so I tried to get a good variety of songs in there and keep a lot upbeat. Um, at, at the at very first, I was thinking to myself, I was like, um, I was I was thinking to myself, should I go for this kind of slower lounge feel? But then at the time, especially at the time and before then, I was in my early twenties and you know, bar hopping with friends was a was a big thing. And you know, here where I live, uh, when you go bar hopping or visit various bars, it's not really loungy type bars. Like a lot, I think a lot of people expect, you know, you got pool, it's a pool table set up, you have yeah. music blasting from the jukebox, rock songs, hip hop songs, whatever's popular. You have to yell to talk <laughs> to the person next to you and things like that. So, so that was kind of a weight lifted off my shoulders. You know, I could just write these catchy songs that might play in this particular world of Valhalla. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was pretty much like a, a lot of freedom to, to, to do that, to just write whatever I felt like and whatever I thought would be good. Yeah. It's just um, like, it does come across like it is. You do get the vibes of actually being in a bar while you're playing the game and not having that sort of like background music, like, you know, forgettable stuff that's in the background. It definitely feels like part of the game and the aesthetic. Right. Um, so in terms of following on from Valhalla, um, the next game you worked on, was that Yuppie Psycho? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, everyone I've spoken to before about um, soundtracks, 
pretty much everyone said their dream soundtrack would be work on a survival horror <laughs> soundtrack yeah. obviously you've you've had that um so how how did yuppie psycho come around so uh interestingly enough um this could even possibly be before i reached out to chris um but i was looking for games to work on because like i said earlier i had been uploading songs to youtube to kind of practice and learn how to compose and i had gotten to a point where i felt like I would love to have a project to focus a particular sound and direction on. So I reached out to the creator of Yuppie Psycho um, about working on a project that he was showing off at the time. And, you know, they had already had a composer at that point. So, you know, I just told him, I said, hey, sure, you know, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, if you ever need music or need me to contribute in any way, feel free to reach out to me. So uh, probably a year Maybe a little less after Yuppie Psycho, or excuse me, Bahala released, uh, he contacted me about the new project Yuppie Psycho he had in mind. And I absolutely love the concept of the survival horror game taking place inside of a uh, office, you know, and it being related to work. So, yeah, yeah, I, started, I began working with him on that. And that was a terrific experience to be able to write a survival horror soundtrack and work with that team. So in terms of the soundtrack itself, um when i've uh, listened to it, it obviously it still has that sort of i don't know better way of putting it but like survival horror kind of aesthetic with like lots of suspense and stuff but it also has very like similar musical themes and sounds as valhalla like it's still incorporating that sort of cyberpunk thing is that sort of something you think that you enjoyed using that sort of i'd say sound font as such yeah, I would say, and I mean, that particular sound font, I mean, just the use of, I guess, uh, electric pianos and certain pads and sounds that I use, um, I've, I've been using that for quite a long time, even maybe a little bit before Valhalla. So I think it's a bit of my style, but uh, with Yuppie Psycho, um, there's certainly a lot of horror elements to it and things like that, but it's also a very colorful game that has a lot of personality to it as well. You know, a lot of charm, a lot of personality, a lot of um i guess craziness to it yeah and for those who played the game there is definitely kind of a there are a lot more subtle but there's definitely a tone of cyberpunk going throughout uh so i wouldn't necessarily say it was incredibly intentional like i was like hey i wanted to do more of Valhalla stuff it just felt kind of right being kind of a similar uh, retro slash game kind of uh inspired by 90s anime so it was kind of in that similar boat of both of those games Valhalla and Yuppie Psycho being inspired by 80s 90s anime and having that kind of retro aesthetic to it uh so yeah yeah it was it was good to kind of uh you know carry over maybe a similar sound font a bit that retro anime 90s kind of sound font um but at the same time kind of explore darker more elaborate and contextual horror things throughout yeah because I say like could have just been a generic sort of horror soundtrack and just you know lots of cellos and very stabby strings and stuff but obviously it's right it's, it's much nicer having something that's you know more individual than that so in terms of um just going through your uh, portfolio on your website the next game that you've got coming out is Bushiden. yeah yeah, Bushiden uh, is shaping up, from what I've last been told, is shaping up really well, and it's kind of 
getting closer to completion. Um, the soundtrack for it has been finished for a good while now. And it's been kind of collecting dust on the shelf. <laughs> you know, I get kind of itchy fingered to release it, but uh, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna wait to release and everything. But uh, as far as that soundtrack, I I'm excited about it. I hope people enjoy it. You know, I write the music and uh, I write what I think sounds good. And hopefully when the time comes, people will enjoy it. So in terms of read a little bit about and watch things, it's um, a Metroidvania. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a blend of Metroidvania with individual levels. Like uh, I guess um, say a Mega Man. Yeah. But are kind of, much larger and you kind of explore them as you would a metroidvania and of course you can go back to those levels and explore when you get new abilities to explore areas you couldn't before so that kind of opens up a lot and in terms of um with that having a physical soundtrack release on vinyl is that just going to be a case of see how the game goes and if anyone approaches you for it or is there anything already in mind for that well i can't speak too much on it um but i definitely say that i'm interested and doing uh, a vinyl or physical release for Bushiden, but I can't really say any any <laughs> more than that at this time. <laughs> That's fine. I won't get you into trouble. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in terms of obviously going back, um, talking about the sort of sound fonts and things you use, and kind of having a, we'll say a, a quite defined sound. It, um, is there any sort of like uh, equipment you use? in your setup that you feel helps that or is it are you predominantly using pc and well pc or mac and like plugins or do you use synthesizers what's what's sort of the general day-to-day setup that you use uh as far as setup goes it's pretty embarrassing to be honest because uh, my setup i just use a regular uh pc um i use cubase for my daw uh at before i was using a lot of reason but now i can just you know connect reason or basically straight through uh cubase uh i have a very old m audio fast track audio interface i've had for probably 10 years um i have two m audio bx 5a monitors i probably had for probably over 10 years um and then i use everything else is just plug-in mainly except aside from you know when i'm want to record live guitar you know i do that directly through the interface but everything else is pretty much vst a lot of it using rolling cloud retro you know synthesizers things like that yeah um omnisphere you know a lot of good stuff like that but yeah pretty much everything i don't i don't think i actually yeah i don't even have any like hardware which i've been looking to get into because there are a lot of uh you know like sound canvas like i want a physical you know sound canvas things like that it's a slippery slope with hardware because you just end up buying everything ever that's what i hear yeah from from those of my friends and uh peers who 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 do that they, they say the exact same thing is once you get one you have to have another and then before you know it, you have a whole room full of synthesizers stacked to the ceiling it's pretty much the case um in terms of uh so like you say that sounds like you've had that sort of set up for for a, for a long time and it seems to work work fine so you know there's no need changing it really yeah, yeah, not at the moment, no. So, um, in terms of the free, is is there any of the games you've worked on that's not on your uh, website that you're allowed to talk about at the minute, or anything you're working on other than them? Uh, yeah, well, I, I had to have my website. I 
sometimes I forget about it for a good bit. But uh, of course, uh, One Step from Eden is another game I've contributed to. I contributed three songs to that, uh, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that game. It's kind of a it's very battle. It's very inspired by uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Yeah. Um, and it's done very well. So I had the pleasure of contributing a few songs to that project. You know, where the the main composer still plus did a fantastic job on that soundtrack. Other than that, uh, you know, there are some things I'm working on, uh, a few different things, but I can't talk about them just yet. Uh, well, I can't I can say that one is going to be something from the creators of Yuppie Psycho and uh, Count Lucanor. I'm working with them on a new project, but uh, the other ones I can't, I can't really say anything about right now. Yeah. So in terms of um, Nirvana, the follow-up for Valhalla, you can't say if you'll be doing the soundtrack to that, or is that not decided? Uh, no, they've actually uh, they have a new person doing okay. the music for uh, Nirvana. So, yep. As of now, I am not in any way involved in that project. Okay. So, um, in terms of the projects you've worked on, do you do you have a favorite that you worked on, or you know what what sort of elements from different ones did you enjoy working on? It's really tough. Um, I think Valhalla is always going to be, you know, very very special to me because that changed pretty it changed my life you know yeah um from all the support everyone's shown me um from a composition standpoint or a composer standpoint uh when i look at i guess the three that have been solidified uh bahala yuppie psycho and bushiden they all kind of are very special to me in their own ways you know uh they each had a very unique unique experience on working with them uh bahala when i when i go back and listen to it you know again it it uh, it'll always be very special to me, but I can listen to it and feel how, uh, I guess, young I was from a composer standpoint yeah. approaching those songs, you know, and I'm not saying they sound, you know, bad or anything like that. I think they sound decent, but I can definitely tell I've grown as a composer since then. Um, Yuppie Cycle was a lot of fun because I got to really dive more into the horror and contextual settings. It's a very much, it's, it's certainly a much more context heavy soundtrack so it's not one of those soundtracks you can just pop in the cd player and listen you know particularly for enjoyment you know a lot of it's very uh brooding and uh dark and very context heavy but it was great to be able to do that you know yeah. it and, and and that way it was a lot more interesting i guess in a way to tailor these sounds specifically to what's happening in the game what's happening in this location so that was a, a, a very fun experience. And then Bushiden, um, it was just great to go all out and just write these crazy, wild action songs or heroic-sounding songs. So uh, that got to push me. And Bushiden, for sure, definitely pushed my composition abilities. Um, and I feel like, from a technical standpoint, it certainly has my most probably elaborate and fleshed-out works that I've done so far. Um, so I'm very, very proud of it. And... You know, I hope people think it's good when it comes out. I mean, from the tracks that's on your SoundCloud and obviously the demos, well, the demo, the videos of the game of Machine that's out at the minute, does this look like it'll be enjoyable? And say so it's, I'm waiting for it to be released to to play it. So yeah, definitely, definitely be giving feedback as soon as it's released. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. It's 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 a, from from my playtesting, it's very fun to play. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited for everybody to finally get it in their hands and play it and be blown away. So, in terms of obviously with Valhalla, it was more 
from a writing point of view there wasn't much limitations in terms of it being for a games soundtrack for yuppie psycho and bushidum was there any sort of limitations or things you had to think about more in terms of how the soundtrack interacted with the game uh mm, yuppie psycho not uh, i would say not particularly i mean for sure, there's a lot more emphasis on context and making sure that these particular songs create a very specific mood uh, for the specific part that they play in. Um, but other than that, it, it, it wasn't too difficult to come up with that, you know, just kind of go by each event that happens. Uh, Bushiden, a little more interesting, I would say. Uh, it was a little bit more on the side of with each level being as large as it is, I wanted to do two songs for each location um, because I didn't want the same, you know, two to three to four minute song just looping over and over for an hour at a time. I feel like maybe if that same song did that for that long, it would be grating. So I decided to do a couple songs for each location. And with that, I wanted to try to bring out the personality of that location through a motif or a melody that would show up in both of those songs for each location. But I wanted to keep it subtle enough to where each of those songs sounded very different from each other, but still fit into that level or world, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it kind of like, instead of, I can't remember what game it was I played recently, but it has the same sort of one and a half minute musical loop over and over again in one of the areas you're in <laughs> so yeah it's that, yeah. being able to kind of mix that up and you know it just adds extra dynamics and stuff so yeah it'd be interesting to see how that works when they I say when the game does come out yeah and one of the one of the fun things about it was uh when i was writing the songs i wanted the first song of the level when it started to play i wanted the first song to kind of i guess set the stage and uh evoke the mood of the level that the player was in while still having momentum of course it is an action game so i wanted to have momentum and you know be a little bit more action oriented but i had a lot of fun with the second songs of each level i wanted to do i wanted it to feel like a second win for the player so i wanted it to feel like i wanted i guess to step it up a notch for the for the second uh theme for each level so uh it was fun doing that figuring out how to take this idea and bump it up to the next level, make it more action oriented, make it more, make it feel more heroic as the player progresses through the level and, you know, makes for further progress. So we'll see how, we'll see what people think about it. But that was a, that was a very fun aspect of writing the soundtrack to Bushiden. I think it's little things like that as well that obviously doing right in the soundtrack you're very conscious of but people maybe don't appreciate when they're playing it until someone points it out and it's like oh yeah that does make sense and i did realize it wasn't just a continuous piece of music or or that and it's you know just little intricate details that you probably probably obsess over and then it makes quite a bit of difference oh yeah absolutely i mean even when writing music um you know, you obsess over the smallest details, which probably 80 to 90% of people won't even notice in the very least. But I still, but it still makes that impact. Yeah. Know, whether people notice it or not, it's very important to, I guess, be very detail oriented with the music in that case. So, in terms of, um, I mean, you touched on it at the beginning with some of your musical influences, saying there was like the early sort of grunge and metal leaks. What's, um, is there any sort of albums you listen to? that made you think like yeah this is this is what i want to do for 
for a job or this is what I want to be a big part of my life. Yeah, I would definitely say, well, you know, at the time I was listening along with those metal bands and things like that, I was still listening to a lot of uh, video game soundtracks, you know, in the mix of that anime soundtracks. Um, Gundam Wing soundtrack Operation One made a huge impact on me when I was young. Um, you know, because at the time Gundam Wing was airing on Toonami, and I remember, you know, I would watch the anime Toonami, you know, on the weekdays after coming home from school, and the music in that series was really unique and beautiful to me because um, a lot of people, when they think about Gundam Wing, they think about, of course, the vocal themes and the main theme. But if you dive deep into the Gundam Wing soundtrack, there are some just absolutely beautiful compositions that blend orchestration with rock with you know electronic synthesizers and it creates these beautiful textures and of course at the time you know we didn't have the internet or the internet wasn't as uh i guess elaborate now we didn't have a youtube we didn't have something to where if i heard a song on the radio or a song on the tv i could just go on my computer or phone and bring that song up and save it to favorites no i had to wait until the next episode would come on to listen to that music again right so when I got the soundtrack to Gundam Wing uh, for Christmas, I, I was probably around maybe 12 or 13. Uh, it, it was a terrific gift, and it really changed a lot for me. Um, and then I, I guess when I had started writing music and I got the you know program and I was telling you about, uh, I started getting into the Shin Megami Tensei series, and the first game I played was Digital Devil Saga 1. And the soundtrack for that was just so unique from what I was used to from JRPGs at the time. You know, this crazy blend of like jazz fusion and rock and uh, electronica and techno. It was just a wild fusion and it really resonated very deeply with me. And so I started following a lot more games from the from that series and Atlas and started following the composers like Shoji Meguro, uh, Ryota Kazuka, uh, Tajo, all the others. Um, and those guys were pretty much my heroes at the at the time when I was learning how to compose music, and I wanted to be like them, you know, because I thought their music sounded just so awesome and so unique from a lot of things that were uh, coming out at the time. And uh, so, yeah, I would say some of the most influential, I guess, soundtracks that really inspired me with music making would be Gundam Wing, uh, Digital Devil Saga, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturnes. Uh, soundtrack Silent Hill 2 uh, soundtrack which I still say is one of the very best soundtracks ever made for a video game uh, and then other ones probably like Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Final Fantasy 10 for sure are way up there for me as far as like inspirational and influential soundtracks I think pretty much everyone I've asked that question's mentioned Silent Hill 2 <laughs> yeah that it's... is it's transcendent what it's, what akira yamaoka did with that soundtrack i mean that game itself is still to this day just an absolute masterpiece but the soundtrack is just transcendent i mean it's just nothing's able in my opinion nothing's been able to come close to what that soundtrack did yeah it's it's one where i'll still listen to it it's just it actually brings back memories to play in the game as well like it's that good sort of places you in that sort of moment really well and it's just so right. well done and i think um i say it like with the what you're saying about um like jrpgs in particular or you know i can never pronounce that series but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the um they kind of have scope for having such a varied 
style of music for you know big sprawling games where you've got all these different zones different cultures embedded in the game it like allows to have all this sort of different styles of music and be a bit more musically all over the place rather than trying to follow a set theme throughout the whole thing i mean i'm I'm guessing you would if you ever got the chance to do a soundtrack for a for an rpg it would be something you would jump at yeah i would i would leap headfirst in that that's always (laughs) been kind of a dream project of mine um is to do some kind of jrpg track uh, like soundtrack like that and you know, I've always wanted to do one, but I also think it would be fun to kind of strip away. Uh, you know, I've had ideas of I really want to do a soundtrack that kind of strips away a lot of the synthy stuff I've done for for so long. Yeah. You know, um, and takes it back to bare bones. You know, piano, strings, woodwinds, uh, things of that nature. Still have some, of course, maybe synthetic elements, but they're in the they're way in the background. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I've I've really been wanting to do a soundtrack like that you know uh, that seems like it would be a lot of fun but yeah for sure jrpg soundtrack i mean there's just so much you can do like you were saying with a, a jrpg soundtrack it would be a dream to write for for sure i can imagine that would be the case i mean the next question i've got i think you may have well you may have mentioned or or one of them but is there like a soundtrack you would have liked to have been there when it was recorded or created or written um like as a fly on the wall to see what sort of went through the minds of the people making it at all oh sure um gundam wing of course yeah you know as i said earlier i i would have loved to been a fly on the wall for that uh pat labor or ghost in the shell the og ghost in the shell by kenji Kawai. yeah i would have loved to been a, a fly on the wall for that um Shimagami Tensei Nocturne, because that soundtrack is still just so unique and kind of ethereal to me. I would have loved to see that. Um, and then Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy Thirteen for sure, would be another one. Definitely Final Fantasy X. Uh, just, yeah. That soundtrack just gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I think it's the only, yeah. one of the only game soundtracks that has a beautiful piano piece on it followed or closely followed by a pretty heavy metal song. Yeah, <laughs> right. I actually, uh, interesting fact too, I have the the uh, the wave file, you know, the sound file of This Is Your Story from Final Fantasy X. I had that tattooed across my left forearm. Oh, well, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because like you were saying, it's really interesting you mentioned it earlier about how listening to these songs can bring back old memories. And I remember when I first saw Final Fantasy X, uh, I was staying over at a friend's house. And this was the, granted, this is the first PlayStation 2 game I saw at the time because my friend had a PlayStation 2 and I didn't. And we had stayed up the night before just watching a bunch of anime. And then he he actually woke me up early in the morning. He's like, dude, you have to come see this. So I was like, what? You know, I was all frustrated. But I walked in there and I saw the opening cutscene, you know, to where Sin attacks, you know, the, the yeah. Blitzball game. And I was just in awe, especially at the time. I mean, it was just, I was blown away just by what I was looking at. And then uh, just seeing the music that plays when, you know, uh, Titus gets sucked, you know, into, into Sin along yeah. with Auron uh, and everything. It was just insane. So, yeah, that made a very big impact on me. And uh, yeah, I decided to go ahead. This is probably about eight, nine years ago. I got that tattoo on my forearm. It does, even with you like talking through that opening scene, it's still, 
still sort of like you visualize it and you just get those sort of goosebumps from the first time i saw it and i just remember thinking that that hilarious thing with the ps2 just like games aren't gonna be able to look any better than this this is just perfect yeah <laughs> i know right i mean uh i actually feel kind of sorry for the younger generation these days who didn't grow up in that crazy time to where we went from you know like the snes to the N64 and PlayStation 1 and then the PlayStation 1 and N64 to the you know like PlayStation 2 and everything I mean just those those at the time those leaps forward were so big it was insane yeah it's just it's hard to think that in 10 years of progression in consoles now things have looked slightly more polished and then 10 years they went from you know 16-bit platformers to Final Fantasy X almost. I mean, I'm not sure how accurate right, those times right. are, but yeah, it does seem does seem mad in like that sort of time scale how much <laughs> games changed and things. So in terms of, I mean, nicely leading on to the questions, uh, they obviously mentioned your games. What are your passions as well? Um, what are you playing anything interesting at the minute yourself? Or right now, I've been you know, diving a lot into Shin Megami Tensei 5 and having a blast with it. Um, uh, I also, I mean, I picked up the Switch for Shin Megami Tensei 5, so once I finish with Shin Megami Tensei 5, I'm looking to dive uh, back into Astral Chain. Uh, I've got No More Heroes 3, and then I have Metroid Dread. Um, and then, other than that, I, there hasn't been really way too much on my radar. Um a lot of my friends are trying to pressure me into getting into Final Fantasy XIV, but I know if I do that, then I'm just going to go down that rabbit hole and get completely sucked into that universe. Yeah, don't do not do online RPGs there. That's That'll be your life over again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the, the sort of thing with them. Obviously, they can be amazing, but it's that sort of never-ending principle of games. That I know there's like subplots and stuff into it, but it's just you can play it for hundreds of hours and there's still so much to do and you can still pump more time into it it's like right just right need need to sort it out need to have a life but i mean that's also that's also <laughs> yeah. quite a lot of jrpgs anyway just on their own yeah so um i think um i mean that nicely wraps up the questions i've got a few mike i don't know if there's anything you'd like to talk about at all uh well, me. Uh, anything I want to talk about? Uh, I don't know particularly. Um, just general thoughts. I mean, I I'm really excited to. I, well, I, I will say this. This is one thing I like to, I guess, kind of talk about a lot. Is I think right now, if you're a particular creator or you're aspiring to be any kind of creator, whether it be art or coding or creating your own video game or creating music, I think we live in a a, a really great time to be able to pursue those aspirations right now because with things like twitter or uh you know various social media i mean you can and especially youtube you can find so much information on tutorials and people who can explain how to get started you know and help you out you know when i was coming up and working and writing music you know we really didn't have that i mean you had to dive deep and scour like the edges of the internet to find useful information like that but now i think it's very exciting because you know all the people you look up to and writing music i mean you can just you can interact with them directly you know back when i was uh again starting out you know all the composers i looked up to and things like that you know 
you might get an interview every couple of years from one, like a gaming outlet might might do an interview with one, and you kind of get some insight to to how they work and what they're like. But now it's really exciting, you know. Um, for instance, like I've been talking to a lot of the uh, the Atlas Sound team on uh, you know Twitter, being able to have that interaction with them and thank them for all the inspiration they've given me and being able to share ideas has been fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I just wanted to get that on my system and say if you if you're considering, you know, pursuing any kind of artistic medium or creating something, uh, now is a really great time to get started and not just wait around. You know, I think um, yeah, like following on from that, it's like from just doing this for a few months. And I know it's not necessarily creative as such, but like just being on Twitter and seeing the sheer amount of people that are making their own games or making soundtracks for games and stuff is just mind-blowing but it's also I'd say there's like a sense of community where people as opposed to I mean generally with the internet it gets a bit of a bad press for people being terrible um <laughs> but yeah. you know with with the sort of there's quite a lot of camaraderie people you know supporting willing to help out even things that are, would be considered direct you know up uh, opposition to their game or something like that you know lots of people shouting out just being supportive and just generally helping people people out and it i think it gets overlooked a lot of the time how supportive random people on the internet the other side of the world can be with stuff right yeah absolutely and i mean that doesn't take away from all the terrible people that are on the internet but the less said about (laughs) them the better um yeah so yeah though i mean that wraps that up nicely uh say so thank you very much for your time mike i really appreciate it it's been lovely chatting to you you too thanks so much for having me i was glad to be here and um looking forward to Bashidan when that's released and giving that a go and obviously uh your your future projects as well when they when they come out thanks so much once again like to say thanks to mike for his time it was lovely chatting to him um you can download the soundtrack mike has worked on via his bandcamp which is garrow.bandcamp.com and also follow his twitter and youtube and personal website from there um obviously best of luck with the bashidan soundtrack and game when that's released 